Howdy, 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 hey, hey, hey. I really appreciated that. You're welcome. That's so different. That's I so know. Like, you know what? I I make bold choices. Shaking it up. I'm shaking it up because you know what? We don't have to sit in boxes. No, we, we don't. We have to be the same. No. Every day, every week, every year, change it up, you know? Which is why I'm back using my deep, oh my soulful tones. Oh my gosh. I can only do so, soulful tones, though, in an accent. I, I, <laughs> Specifically a nondescript American Literally, accent. <laughs> it's like a newscaster voice, but like it's like late night. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. Here in the lounge, we're going to be... It's like that video... Did like it, introducing have you, pianists have you seen that, to like a yeah, live lounge Yeah, thing. have you seen that TikTok? That, or is it a TikTok or a... Clancy, I don't know. No, no, you do. I've showed you it. You know <laughs> the, the girl who was like, um, it's... Oh, they do like skits. And anyway, it's someone who being like, oh, every bar lounge singer on New Year's Eve. And she's like, um, thanks so much for coming. Tonight it's Benji on the keys and it's like the same she, as the don't make me sing. Yeah, yeah, but she's don't like, she's like, dance. she's like, um, <laughs> she's like, and another year without my children. Haven't seen them in twenty five years. Oh well, <laughs> it starts getting like really dark. Oh wow, and she's like, I don't know this video, but it's nice here that Benji's here. Oh wow, and then it like cuts out. It's so funny. Well, but, everyone, you're welcome. You just got the that full TikTok video <laughs> I don't know out of name. Clancy's mouth. I don't know her name. How do you all feel? Write into us. Let us know. Literally, How about me? How do you but, feel? Um, no, so because basically, Mel, um, so we, well, you know this, we had Sarah Keyworth, comedian Sarah Keyworth yes, on the podcast. Did. And I'm a big fan. So <laughs> basically. Not to say that I'm not. Sarah, I think you're great. No, but, but. <laughs> just the entire, I think just, I am not very good at like, um, what's it called? Like pa- being chill. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, what's the word I'm looking at? Like, um, uh, what is it to neutralize? But like different to neutralize. I'm not very good at neutralizing. Maintaining, uh, calm. Like down, making, reducing. I'm trying to find the word. It's not working. It's not coming to me. I'm not very good at minimizing my feelings of excitement. Right, so yes. Look forward to the following episode where I just scream into Zoom for a good 50 minutes. Clancy's <laughs> just, just a like, constant yell. Yeah, literally like every a, like question. A solid, a solid eight out like, of 10. I'm, I sound like an old person who doesn't understand that like, you're holding a phone next to you so you don't have to scream through it. Like, yeah, your I'm microphone actually, is at your mouth. Yeah, Sarah I like, can hear I'm you. I'm yelling the distance between <laughs> our computers. I literally was like, and Sarah, how was your day? Just the entire time. So um, enjoy. Uh, that's all I have to say. Follow us on all social media. <laughs> that's what I have to say. We can be found out. This, this is all, always ends up my job, but you know what? I'm here for it. We can be found at Open House Pod on Instagram at underscore open house pod on Twitter. Stop drinking while I'm talking. You're making noises into the mic. It's like AM Oh no, 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 no. We all know how much I hate loud eating food noises and slurping of things. So please, God damn it, get it away. Anyway, everyone. I think that sounds quite calming, no, actually. It's disgu- no, it's disgusting. Maybe I could have like a soundscape. No, no, stop. No, 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 no. It's like the opposite of like, I'm sure that must turn some people on, but it's like the opposite for me. It literally makes me die inside. Okay, I'll So stop. for any future people that I... um ever come into contact with don't make any of those sounds with your not mouth not even date just ever come into contact <laughs> not even <with> date <laughs> um so yeah follow us we have great content not 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 any of Clancy's we're AMSR. content creators ASMR <laughs> ASMR slurping um and uh and yeah sorry to anybody that I any women people that I've dated that I offend in this episode I think we've cut it all out haven't we we've cut it all out okay good great so yeah you can you can enjoy in peace and know that you aren't mentioned here <laughs> that our sex lives how are. many of them are there no, now let, I'm gonna stop <laughs> you now. make it sound like that's like a shout out to not everyone in the everyone world there's a few in every continent oh god let me stop okay um enjoy the show <laughs> Welcome to Open House, the podcast all about having those difficult conversations. Ever had to hash out funeral plans with your terminally ill mum? Or ask if your dad is really your dad? We have, and we want to chat all about it. Join me, Clancy. And me, Mel, as we open up and get into some nitty gritty details. Like therapy, but cheaper. This is Open House.
today um, we feel super fancy because we have a very fancy guest joining us in the virtual studio today. It is Sarah Keyworth. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> Sarah is an award-winning comedian and writer who, when we're not in the middle of an apocalypse, performs live regularly in the UK. In 2018, Sarah performed her debut hour, Dark Horse, at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. The show was a huge critical hit, receiving four and five-star reviews, and Sarah received a Herald A Angel Award, a Pleasance Theatre Award, and a nomination for Best Newcomer in the Edinburgh Comedy Awards. She also was Chortle Awards Best Newcomer in 2019. Wow. She's appeared on Roast Battle, The Stand Up Sketch Show, The Now Show, The Dog Ate My Homework, and 8 Out of 10 Cats. In 2020, Sarah created a four-part comedy series for BBC Radio 4 titled Are You a Boy or a Girl, which you can listen to now, and you should definitely do that, obviously, once you've finished listening to us. We are hyped to have her on the show. Please welcome to our virtual studio, the wondrously funny, Sarah Kiwa. Oi, oi, oi! Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, you are, you are most welcome. We are stoked to have you here. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Stuck at my parents' house, you know? Great. Really, really happy. Not going crazy at all. How has pandemic life been treating you in general? Oh, pandemic life um yeah no it's been it's it's been all right actually I think I've been quite fortunate um in that I have uh always had like people around and I've had work on like virtual work and writing and things so like uh I suppose on the whole I've had a fairly decent pandemic I can't believe it's still happening um in 2021 and we're in the middle of another lockdown um, Sarah, we're going to do a really eggy thing and play Two Truths and a Lie if you're game for this. Yes, of course. Two Truths and a Lie. Um, I am allergic to avocado. Um, I uh, My parents used to live next door to George Michael's sister and uh, I once stood on Andrew Lloyd Webber's foot. Oh. <sighs> okay. Um, oh... Oh, this is hard. I'm going to say avocado because I feel like that would be just a really hard life. It would be. Oh, you think that's the lie? I think avocado is the lie. Oh, shit. Am I lost already? I think I have a feeling there's some George Michael. You said George Michael, didn't you? I feel like Mm. there might be some connection, but I don't think it's... I feel like... Yeah, maybe that's a collaborated side So I'm going to say that the that you are allergic to avocado. You did step on Andy's foot. Mm. And the middle one, that's the lie. You don't think my parents used to live next door to, Andrew, uh, to George Michael's sister? Oh, I don't know. I kind of do. I feel like they might all be like weirdly true somehow. But no, no, no. No, yeah, I'm going with that. <laughs> okay. All right. Do, do you want to know? Yes, yeah. please. God damn it. <laughs> I am allergic to avocado. Fuck! I did stand on Andrew Lloyd Webber's toes. Fuck! Oh, fuck! I'm God. And my parents used to live next door to Freddie Mercury's sister. No way! So it was not George Michael. That's so cool. Mm. Did they ever meet Freddie? No, they never met Freddie, but uh, they, they did drink some champagne that he sent to his sister once. Oh, so I think that's fancy. cool enough, isn't it, you know? I think that's cool enough. And my dad, after he died, his car was sent to his sister. I can't remember what kind of car it was. I'll have to go and ask him. Uh, and his, his his sister's wife, uh, no, his sister's husband was um, not quite sure. It wasn't working. The car wasn't starting. So my dad went around to have a look at it. And, uh, and apparently they used to just take it out of the shops and things. And my dad, like was stood there with the bonnet of Freddie Mercury's car. And the guy was like, oh, I don't know what to do with it. I don't know whether to sell it or something. I just, I, apparently online they're going for like, like 10 grand or something. My dad was like, this would go for millions of pounds if you sold this car. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Wow, yeah. that is a claim to fame and a half, isn't it? Mm, yeah. How I would really like to know the Andrew Lloyd Webber story, please. Oh, oh I was yes. at a, um, a Christmas party a couple of years ago. And uh, I was very, very drunk, and um, it was it was it was a very silly party. It was all it was. I was there through my agents because um, it was a, a party, 
uh, organised by Jimmy Carr. And so there were just, there were lots of people there. This sounds like I'm name dropping all the time, but it's just, it's the most embarrassing. But you are. <laughs> yeah, it is. But uh, it's the most embarrassed I've ever been because it was one of those parties where you, you should have just, you should be looking where you're going the entire time. Because if you, if you did step back, you were going to stand on somebody's toes and, and it was not, it was going to be a very important set of toes. Um, so I, I was really drunk and I stepped backwards and I felt this person behind me and I turned around and, and then he apologized. He went, Oh, I'm sorry. And I, I looked into the eyes of Andrew Lloyd Webber and just, oh I was gosh. like, never apologize. Um, to me for anything mister and, and he's so, he just started singing phantom of the he's opera so small as well that when you oh, st- wow. when you stand on his toes you're basically standing on the whole of him because he is <laughs> he's basically a toe so oh my yeah. god oh, gosh, my only wow. my only story that that makes me reminds me of that like when you're just like i cannot believe the kinds of people who are in this room yeah was when I um I managed to like basically break into the Olivier after party. Oh, did you? Did you? <laughs> Shut up! It's 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 it was the best night of my life. Break I know. in. Well, yeah, it was. Well, I think we breaking. We were. Were we there? I don't know. No, we were. So basically, when we were at drama school, uh, they needed people to seat fill. Oh so God. when people went up and get awards, we wore fancy dresses and we were in the foyer. And then when someone went up to get their award, we sat in their seats so that when they panned across. The, the Albert Hall it, it looked full wow and and, and I was like I want to go to the fucking party of course yeah <laughs> um which was like at the Natural History Museum you know where they do like big parties in, yeah, the, in, yeah, the, with in the dinosaurs the, in the big hall with a yeah 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 and um I ran into someone that I teach stagecoach with and I was like what are you doing here he was like oh I manage the event <laughs> who was that um oh, <laughs> I, I can't remember his name Oh, Cut that out. <laughs> yeah, God. it's basically he was the he taught lambda and I was teaching darts at stagecoach, but he no. like was managing it, and um and I was like, you go to the after party, and he was like, no, I'm going home to my boyfriend, like I'm really tired, and I was like, ah, oh, what are you doing with your tickets? And he he like came up to me and just like slipped them like into my hand, and I was like, oh, oh my god, and then I saw Patty Lapone, and I was like. No way. Just like dying. Yeah, and I... I Who was I'm this lame called... person that went home to his boyfriend? I'm furious at him. I mean, I'm glad yeah, for you, too. but like, what the yeah. fuck? Well, Clancy can't remember his name, so we can't name drop and shame yeah. on the podcast, which is a real shame. Which is good for him. <laughs> you probably would have remembered I... his name if he'd come to the party with you. <laughs> You're doing best well, pals by now. <laughs> I, yeah, literally. Although, I don't know if I would have gone. I was so fucking stoked. I felt so proud of myself for getting in, like, for persevering. Great hustle. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well done. Yeah. Um, Thank you. So, Sarah, we'd love to crack on with your difficult conversations, mm-hmm. if that's okay. Of course. I feel like we meet people and we're like, hi, how are you? Please, like, bear your most difficult chats with us. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, fine. Yeah, um, people seem so, so up for it, but, yeah. It's therapeutic, isn't it? <laughs> well, we say it is like therapy, but cheaper. Completely. We don't actually mean that. Please go to therapy if you need to and yeah, afford yeah. to do it. This does not um, replace therapy. <laughs> Please don't think that. God, we're not qualified. What did I say to you? I said coming out to my family was one of them, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. We have lots of coming out stories. It's really brilliant. I feel like I want to do a panel about like on it. Even if they go well, they're weird. Right. Yeah. They're just so (laughs) strange. Like, like my family was great, but like, I just had this. I I think this is just so. I always talk when I told my cousin because my cousin is like my best friend like he we're born a day apart he used to live next door to me like they were in the same school year like and he was somebody I was really but I had a girlfriend and she I dated girls for like a while but secretly and stuff but I had a new girlfriend and she was like it's fucking ridiculous that he doesn't know like you just need to have a conversation with him and I messaged him he still lived next door to me and I messaged him and was like can we can I talk to you uh it's quite important and he was like, sure, uh, let's go for a drive. And so I like went round to his and we got in his car and I was so like scared, like nervous. And I was like shaking. And I um, was like, okay, and, like sat in the passenger seat of his car. And I was like, right, okay, I need to tell you something. And he just stopped me and he was like, hold on a second, I'm just going to put some music on. And I was like, sure, okay. I mean, that's not, 
but it's like so it's it's not that weird when it's him because he's really into music and like he like he's the guy at a party who's always the one trying to like put his he likes drum and bass so it's always like oh fuck jack's got the ipod like fuck i mean i don't know what year i'm talking about now but like he is always the one trying to like control the music in a situation so i was like okay fine all right he's just doing his usual music thing and um and then i think i talked for like a solid sort of 15 minutes just like really kind of like uh explaining myself in, in quite a open way i don't know why of what i felt i needed to say to him and explain to him uh, and, then, yeah, and he was laughing and I was like why are you laughing and he was like have you not noticed what song I put on and he put on repeat for the entire time I've been talking uh, the midnight beast she must be a lesbian <laughs> and he knew <laughs> he knew exactly what I was going to say he was like is... he was like I have that oh he was like, this, is, this was never like going to be a he was also like uh you hung out with Emily loads and now Emily's real sad and you're hanging out with Amber quite a lot. Like, <laughs> I don't have to be a detective in this situation to work out what's going right. on here. Um, so yeah, so that was, that was my, that was one of my, it was supposed to be an uncomfortable conversation, but it was actually an opportunity for Jack to really make himself laugh and for me to be quite stressed for clearly no reason. <laughs> Oh Were you gosh. relieved that he kind of like that he already knew, or did it turn into almost like he sabotaged your big moment of like te- going I to was tell him? Furious! I was like, could you couldn't have like cut me off at three minutes or something? Like, I don't know why. Like, why did you let me talk for so long? And he was like, oh, I was like, interested in hearing what you wanted to say, and also I wanted to see whether you would notice at some point that I'd put this song on. And I was so so focused on the conversation I, I- wanted to have with him, I had absolutely I just did not realize. At all. Oh my gosh. Was it like a full rehearsed monologue? I don't full even, prep. I can't, the problem is I, I, I remember the moment so clearly, but I've absolutely no idea what I could have possibly said to him other than I'm gay. But I must have said something, I think I was just trying to just, I think I was trying to justify why I hadn't told him sooner. Ah, And he was like, you're gay and I know it. And <laughs> so that That's so fun. funny. Did you, did you feel like you had to, I've asked this to like quite a lot of people because I feel like I have fairly um yeah I have like thoughts on this myself but like did you feel like you had to have big comings out like did you feel like you had to sort of do that like have a big conversation with somebody or sort of stand up in front of the people and explicitly Mm, not really no I'm the kind of person that I'm like I really hope like my mum used to do this thing when I was like too young to have any kind of boyfriend or girlfriend or anything like that where she jokingly like I'd come home from school and she'd be like how was your day any news any boyfriends and I'd be like no mom and she'd be like any girlfriends and I'd be like no mom and so when I eventually had a girlfriend I was like waiting for ages for her to be like any girlfriends so that I could just be like yes yeah Uh, but then she (laughs) stopped doing it um so I really like uh in every situation, hope that somebody will just directly ask me a question so that I can be like, oh, yeah, and then move on. Like, I'm not I'm not very good at, like, going into a, a situation and being like, I have to tell you this thing and it's going to be completely out of the blue. Um, I like to drop hints until they directly ask me. But yours, that, yeah, yeah, I feel like mm. I did exactly the same. In fact, it happened quite recently with something with my mom, where eventually I was like, Oh, God. I was like, "Hey, here's the situation." I can't, I can't say it right now, but I was like, "Here's the situation," and she was like, "Oh, I thought that's what you were getting at," and I was like, "Well, then why the fuck didn't you say?" I was like, <laughs> "Why didn't you ask me?" And she was like, "Well, I thought I was being discreet." I was like, "Why are you being discreet now? I'm 27 years old. You have never been discreet before. Why now, when I need you to be nosy, are you being discreet?" Oh, I had so I'm like about as subtle as a truck. And like had a really? sim- shut up. <laughs> and I had a similar situation the other day where basically my sister got me a Christmas present and it was like a lovely like jacket, but it just didn't really suit me. <laughs> mm. And and on the day I'd been like, she'd been like, if you don't like it, like I can return it, like no worries. And I was like, no, like it's wonderful. And then I like spent the next few days like looking at everything in my wardrobe, being like, would it go with this? Like, could I and then I like 
I think we got about 70 messages on the group chat, like Clancy just giving us full on like model wardrobe. See, like, yeah. And then I was play like, by play outfit. I was like, no, it has to go back. Like, I don't want her to waste the money on something that's going to end up in the back of the closet. Mm. So I was like, have you still got the receipt for the jacket? And that was my sin. That's all good. That's, I think that's fine. You and know? she was like, she was like, do you don't like it? I was like, no, I'm sorry. But she was it's totally so, lovely. It's so weird, isn't it? Because you buy someone a present, you'd rather they were like, uh, I don't, this is not going to be used. So you might as we might as yeah. well switch it. But there is something horrific about walking over to someone and being like, that thing that you found that you thought that I would love is fucking horrible. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear. My grandparents oh. have, uh, not so much now, but like, because I had to be like, I don't wear stuff like that, but mm. thank you, I really appreciate it. But they bought me this like basically ball gown. It was literally <laughs> shiny. Yeah. Um, like came to like here. Um, it was oh, it was it was really pretty for folk who would wear stuff like mm. that, but they'd like gone to this like vintage store because they were like you know, you, you buy Aww. vintage clothes and you don't want to shop at the high street. Like, so you're much doing thought. all the good things. They were like, yeah, and, and and we should go here because they also have a vegan cafe. And oh. like, that's really nice of you, but I've probably not worn a dress for about seven years. That's yeah. probably not true. Apart from, you know, like, you know, acting things. The Olivier's. Like, yeah. The Olivier's. <laughs> um, uh, or when you like, you know, pretend to do the character in the audition and stuff. Um, mm. But like, but yeah, and I felt awful. And I don't, I don't even know if I've even given it back to them. Cause they were like, but give it us back and then you can find something else. But I don't even know if I like have given it back to them yet. I swear it's probably in this wardrobe somewhere for them to like take it back and get something else. Cause I just felt awful. Cause I was like, they think they know me. And yeah, um, but you do have that nice moment things. where you, where you look at like your own mother <laughs> and you're like, who do you think I am? What do you think has got? My mum's gotten pretty good at it now, but like there was a point. I mean, my mum loses her shit over like buying me Christmas presents and stuff because I'm so Aww. like even. She, she, for some reason, she's determined to buy me pants every year, even though it's like, you won't win. Why do you do this? I don't need. I'm never. I've never specifically gone. I want pants for Christmas, but okay. in, in my mum's head, she's like, but pants are a Christmas thing. I think that's actually <laughs> super important because I. Never, I got pants for Christmas every year. Never learned to buy my own pants because that doesn't. Mm. I'm like, why would I have to do that? I get it for Christmas every yeah. year. You're like the cowardly lion, you know? You never fought your own battles. Literally, my mum very inconveniently died and now I don't have enough pants. <laughs> like, oh true. my God. I'm very sorry to hear that. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry to hear about your mother. Uh, but I you should buy. But your lack of self-care. pants, I think, is more. You should buy some pants. Um, I should. Didn't didn't Ed buy you like? Because un- I would, so I was going to buy Clancy underwear for um, Christmas this year, but now yeah, we should you. all buy Clancy some I think, underwear. I think so, but then I think didn't didn't Ed buy you some? This is Clancy's boyfriend. Did he buy? You no, some? he bought me socks, which is also another thing that I don't have. And I was okay. like, you do because I've lent you many pairs. He was like, he was like, I wasn't sure if like buying you socks was okay. I was like, thank you so much. I really needed yeah. these. Yeah. But I'm picturing you there, just like no pants on at all, <laughs> ever. Just like, oh. thanks for the socks, Ed. <laughs> I'm cold. I have a, f- I mean, I have a few, but like, I'm down at the washing machine too much, mm. too much. Okay, well, maybe, um, maybe do like a note at the end of this episode with your size and color preference, and get people to send them in. I'm gonna send you a set of pants. Okay, oh, yeah, really helpful. Inundated to a point where you're like, I have too many pairs of pants. That's actually why we invite our guests on the show. Mm. It's um, so we can tell them the a story ploy. that they'll feel, yeah. Yeah, they'll feel exactly. sorry for Clancy. And buy- the podcast <laughs> is just like a big advert for Marks and Spencers. It's just like- a big GoFundMe. That's all. <laughs> yes, <it is. laughs> please. Your your goal is two hundred pairs of pants. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, there's like a little bar that tops up every time you get some. <laughs> but yeah and there's something horrible about because the the saddest part is explaining to your mother that you don't like a pair of pants and then your mother being like ah but like no one's gonna see them and you have to be like "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) that's not entirely but they are though Mm. 
<laughs> you are <laughs> backing me into this corner, mother. And do you oh, know gosh. what? Fair play. I'm keeping the pants you bought me. <laughs> and I think that's a great segue into your second conversation. Mm. Speaking of people seeing the pants. Oh, yes, 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 well yes. Well done. Yes. That Thank was you. good. Very mm, good. Nailed Very it. good. I once had to explain suicide to a child. <laughs> 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 Uh, oh. uh, so, <laughs> um, oh, an God. excellent segue. Um, <laughs> okay. No, I did once have to tell an ex-girlfriend that I, I, I didn't say that she was bad at sex. I just <laughs> said she was bad at sex with me, for me. I didn't like what she did. How did you do Ever? that? Is that better? I don't know. <laughs> I just, I think I got to a point where I was like, because she was, she was getting frustrated that it was, that I wasn't keen to, to do it. And I think she got to a point where she was like, what's, what's wrong? And I had to be like, you are not to my taste. <laughs> It's the thing. It's like a Christmas present, isn't it? It's like I the thought is lovely, you know. The thought it really counts, and I appreciate all of the effort that's gone into this. But you are it's not doing it wrong. And wow. how did she react to that statement? Uh, not not good. I can imagine. No. I can there's no, imagine. There's no coming back from that, really, is there? Because it's even. Because I sort of tried to do it from a really constructive place, where I was like, maybe mm. you could, um, you could listen to me more. Yeah. When I say <laughs> what I like, mm-hmm. uh, but she was never very good at listening to me. Anyway, we didn't stay together long, um, but I think she just, uh, I think she got to a point where she was like, if I if I can't do anything right, if if the base level is all wrong. Yeah. Then I don't want to fucking try. And I was like, well, that's the spirit, isn't it? You know. Oh, um, we oh didn't. Dear. It did. It wasn't an easy conversation, I have to say. Uh, but that's the point of me bringing it up right now for you Absolutely. guys. Indeed. You know? Indeed. Do you, what, like, you, I, uh, I feel bad right now. Like it was a long time ago. Like it was. It was when I was at university. Mm. So like I, I've, I can imagine now that it would have been horrible to hear. But I don't know what you do in that situation. Like if you like someone, you care about someone, but that particular part of the relationship is not working. Like is there? I don't know if there is an easier way. Because I tried to do it diplomatically you know it's like i i love you i love the time that we spend together and uh like i fancy you but uh it just just there's just there was there was like a, a voice that she did that i didn't really understand and uh. i was just like I, I i felt like she was it was it was like you're trying too hard and maybe you just need to relax and so, but i think critiquing uh. anybody's uh sexual performance is incredibly difficult yeah it is it is really hard had you had had you had like any other conversations before that before you'd gotten to that point that you were like it is just bad I think that might have been a problem as well is that I hadn't said anything for a while and we'd been together Mm. for like half a year at that point I think maybe but like what do you do like if you the first time you have sex and they they do like a they they do what they clearly think is a sexy voice uh but for you is like it's like too much of a performative mm. voice you I can't like be like really... first time like i'm sorry what what's the voice that you're doing just there but maybe i should have done maybe i should have been like oh why are you talking like that you do you have something in your throat or <laughs> maybe i should have done that oh maybe like, it's really difficult maybe. as well because like to like because i think that would feel really like if you think you're because you're attracted to someone and you're being sexy and doing what you think is is attractive mm. to them and then to be kind of stripped of that sexual confidence. Yeah. Like, and then not know what to do because yeah, you've done what yeah, your yeah. instincts are, you know. You can't then be like, yeah. okay, I'll I'll try I'll try a new character today. Um mm. and I guess it is a mixture of instincts and also like it's such a commentary on like like the person's like past partners do you know what I mean like I feel like you get to like you're basically meeting the person's past partners like, <laughs> as you have <laughs> sex with them because yeah. it's like well, it worked for that one. Who so, liked like, that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, literally, do you know? Which, yes. Um, which yes. is also difficult, because if it works for 
it do, like if it works for somebody else it doesn't always mean that it's going to work for you which yeah. is tough I am um, I I feel like it sounds meaner than it came than it was. I think I com- tried to communicate it as efficiently as possible. Uh and I wasn't just like you do a weird voice and I don't like the way it feels. I uh, I was I was kinder in my in my explanation. But um ultimately I just don't know if there's ever I don't know if there's a right way of doing it of having do that you, conversation. Do you think some people are just sexually like just have no sexual chemistry? Like, do you think, because I think sex definitely improves with people, like, as you grow in a relationship, but do you think some Mm. people, it's just, like, sexually it doesn't work? I think, I think maybe, maybe maybe it was that, I think maybe there's also, there's, there's an age element, I suppose, in that, like, I maybe wasn't confident or prepared enough to, like, communicate what I, I didn't even know what I liked at that point as well yeah and maybe she didn't know and so there's like because we were like students and stuff like it just um, I think maybe at that point of our lives that there, there was just not enough confidence or communication skills or understanding of sex to be like uh here's what's going wrong and here's what needs to change and maybe yeah. I should have gone in with like a shit sandwich and gone this is great this isn't so good <laughs> this is great but instead yes like a like, communication like a what's it called a constructive criticism sandwich. yeah yeah whereas I think I just I I, I instead did sort of like a, a shit platter oh. and I'm sure like that I'm sure the reason that we weren't having great sex was also a lot to do with me like I don't I'm not like in it I'm not I wasn't like I was I was serving everything right and she was just <laughs> ruining it all like I'm sure I'm sure I was ter- <laughs> equally as terrible back then but um, I, I like to think not now. But uh, if anybody's listening and disagrees, please write in. Uh, <laughs> you get a series of emails. Yeah, actually, having said that, so this Sarah one Hewitt time, pretty bad at sex. Um, <laughs> which would be fun. Um, I'm sure. Five stars of oh, the gosh. podcast, oh, not gosh. of the sexual intercourse. As long as it's attached to a pair of pants. <laughs> I'm not going to offer that to the podcast. Exactly. Like... Send us some pants and, uh, and, <laughs> and break write a my review spirit. on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also think, like, I guess in those situations as well, like, when you start having sex, there's so much focus on, like, the end result and, like, uh, coming and having an orgasm that, like, it's only in real, like, yeah. recent years that, like, I have learned the language and the ability to be like, oh, this doesn't, like, I don't have to be doing this to achieve something. I can do this and just have a nice time, um, which I think makes everybody yeah. relax and stuff. But I've definitely had those conversations where I've been like, did you? Because I don't think you did. And I think you're telling me you did because you want me to yeah. feel good. But I won't feel good if you're pretending (laughs) like yeah yeah it's much better to have like and yeah because I think if you find out that people haven't like that it's just better to be Mm. communicative because I think if you find out that people aren't um I'm like I I have a very similar you know view that like you know it's not it's not a goal orientated thing as long as you're both having fun and having a lovely time then there we go but I think if there are I think Um, they're they're some of the hardest conversations you could possibly have are are, um like uh, sex-based conversations if they if somebody's not like happy mm, yeah it's so and, vulnerable uh, and if for some reason it's really rooted in like th- this whole thing of like being good at sex means that like 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 is so rooted in ego and stuff and it's like well actually a, a, each person is different and just because you're having a difficult time with a particular partner doesn't mean that you're bad at it and if you listen if somebody says to you oh this isn't working for me and you go oh that means you think i'm shit it's like well then you'll never like gonna yeah solve the problem you're not like gonna gonna change anything like that whereas uh, which is what I think happened in this conversation was that she was like you think I'm bad at this I don't want to do it anymore and I was like no I don't think you're bad at this I just think it's not gone well so far <laughs> which yeah yeah and we could and probably if I'd like do things being like more of a mature it. person and less of a shithead I probably would have been able to be like oh no it's we can it's not it's not you it's it's just the situation but I think at the time I was like such a dick 
It's so hard though. It's so hard. And mm. if that bit just doesn't work, it, oh, it's just so. There's... And I think I was doing all this like bravado, think... pretending that I knew why it wasn't working, or like, uh, like I could do any better, or like, like. Whereas actually, in that situation, I probably didn't know it sh- anything either, and was was trying to like. I brought my ego to the table, which is like, if you're gonna talk to somebody about something like that, you probably have to go in equally as vulnerable. Yeah. And and not go in like, uh, hey, like this isn't working for me, uh, and that is all on you, um, which is not what I said. Didn't say that. I didn't did not use those words. Uh, but I think I said that with my eyebrows. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> what was like the outcome of the of the conversation? Like, obviously, she didn't take it well. But like, post that, uh, you were able to make any sort of rectifiable. I mean, there were a number of reasons why that relationship in- ended. Uh, I think. Um, that, that, that that I do not have time to go into, um, but we, okay. but we, um, you really don't have to. We did not uh, remain in a relationship, and and I think that that was that that was one of the one of the nails in the coffin, but certainly not the final nail. And you can catch the full four part BBC Four series next year. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's so funny. I do think society, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but I do think society puts an awful, like you said a little bit back ago, um, puts a lot of pressure on um, like that world of a relationship, mm. you know what I mean? Or like that in order for it to, like like your sex life has to uh, succeed in a very specific way, i.e. like having sex and it being like a goal at the end for for a relationship to be a yeah, thing. Do you know I what I mean? Or for it to be good, or and I don't know where that comes from. I don't know where, or, um, or like uh, being, you know, in a like in like sort of like a long term relationship with like one person. That you I just have, think like like really early sex, sex education, especially know. like for queer people. I mean, actually, for I don't know why I said that for anybody at all. Like we are, um, we are ex. There's this whole thing even when you're a teenager that it's like. It's like people talking about people being like good in bed or like having sex at like 16, 17 years old. And you're like, none of yeah. us are good in bed. Come, like, wouldn't it be nice if you started having sex and everyone was like, God, we were, we we're shit. I think, I think we're very bad at this. Cause then you get to a point where you're like 21 mm. years old and everyone just expects you to be sexually capable. Uh, yes. And then you get f- completely fucked up in adult life because you're like, oh, I don't even, like, even now, I'm like, I don't even know if I know what I like, really, or, like, yeah. what I'm into and stuff. And I've got a lot <laughs> to learn and explore, and that's yeah. quite exciting. Like, could be an exciting thing, yeah. but you kind of, I think there's so much of this culture, especially in the UK, of, of just, like, getting into it, getting on with it, and then suddenly that's it, mm. and then you never talk about it again because it's like sex is just supposed to happen. I yeah. totally get that, and that pressure to be experienced and competent at quite a young age I was very tunnel visioned wanted to succeed wanted to get to drama school and so I like I was very self-sufficient sexually like I didn't feel that which is I, great I didn't feel the need to bring anyone into that Fucking equ- yes. like, equation I was very much like mm. my mum my did the same thing she was like get your vibrator or girlfriend it. and I was like mum I'm fucking fine on my own. I want to be a star. So let me focus on that. <laughs> yeah. Leave um, me alone. But... I am masturbating. <laughs> yeah, go away. But I went mm. to drama school and, you know, there's, you know, teachers come in and they're talking about like, you know, they're like, well, this character's obviously very like, you know, she's sexually experienced and they're having this row and there's all this heat and, and everyone's talking about it. And it feels like, oh my God. Sexy dance, dance. That was like, like where you had to like, show your sex appeal and I was like I've never had sex mm. like what were you like 18 years old I was injured I was 19 20 yeah so I didn't have sex till my I think I was the yeah. year I left drama school I remember that uh, I remember being a a teen because I used to do drama stuff like amateur drama stuff I remember being I would have been under 18 like 16 17 and we were doing this piece where it was something about having an orgasm and I remember this drama teacher saying to me and it was a group of girls like I don't know if any of you have had an orgasm but like kind of explaining like the the like movement of it or like the the way that it builds and stuff like that and I remember like just like you could feel the awkwardness of of these teenagers like the ones who were like 
yeah I have and then the ones that were like oh my god I haven't and it's like you are less than two decades old like why why are you being made to feel ashamed that you haven't had this like this life experience that you shouldn't be worried about and then like and that's why like I have friends now and like I I, I'm trying to kind of have lots of conversations about this because I want to explore um the relationship between like gender and sex because like I'm being I've got a lot of like queer and non-binary friends who are very similar to me in their like gender performance who are struggling with sex because we are taught like people who are brought up female are taught Mm -hmm. to perform sex in a very specific way with porn and films and all sorts of different avenues and then when you your gender identity isn't aligned with that it's quite hard to like figure out what you're meant to do once you figure out who you like to be or like how you are in the rest of your life and it's like that thing of like oh I'm 16 years old and feeling like I have already messed up because I haven't had an orgasm and then it's like and then you're like taught Mm. in a drama piece what an orgasm sounds like and you're like great okay well I guess (laughs) I'll just use that as a framework for sex for the rest of my life I remember, oh God, another anecdote. I've no, no, please. Questions. Gonna, again, probably cut this. But I just find it very, I find it very interesting, um, this whole, especially like in the in the queer community or if you're, um, in this instance, I was, have uh, I slept with a, a woman um, as far as she identified. And um, like that experience of when you're trying to like balance, like whatever, like whatever people think of like mm. gender roles and stuff within that anyway. Uh, but I remember... And sex with this girl, and um, she, I, I can't remember what, what we were, what I, we were talking about something like. I feel like afterwards, and she was like, "Oh no, I think we were talking about like, oh, like types and stuff like that." And I think she was newly into like sort of um, like discovering and being comfortable sort of in her masculinity. And I remember her saying, I literally remember it so clearly, being like, "Yeah, like, well, I wouldn't really go for somebody who was like um, mask like I am, or like present, or like." Um, or um or yeah like somebody who was like more mask which like literally I don't know sent like because I think on that particular day I'd like sort of I don't know I don't even know Mm. if I dressed particularly femme or whatever but I'd sort of dressed in like like that way and I kind of see it all very fluidly personally but I remember her saying that and being like you have instantly put these like which is totally fine and I know she was probably dealing with lots of stuff and figuring lots of stuff out for her and whatever but um I was just like I found it very interesting that she sort of put up these like very specific roles of like what we were to be in that yeah in, in, in that, that like, early interaction even though I was like hey yeah I was like hey I don't have to like pertain what if mm-hmm. I want to present not particularly how I'm presenting today and like tomorrow and even though and as like you know two people who have the same genitalia uh, having sex like it, it doesn't have to pertain to all of these like heteronormative like roles but I just find it very interesting and would like to yeah I think it's it's a really it's a complicated thing because obviously so much of having sex and enjoying sex is psychological um and so you have to like mm. try and and I, that's why yeah, I just think like sex in early life and why the, like that conversation with that girlfriend if I could go back and do it again would be so different it's because it's like you are yeah you are meant to you are made to believe that you should know exactly who you are what you like and how to do it at such an early age and and then you are supposed to talk about it confidently in a way that nobody so that nobody can turn around and go oh do you not have you never done that or like do you not know what you're doing or like like I had a flirtation with a girl for a long time that was like really built up in me being young and like sexually naive and there was a lot of like negging going on and a lot of teasing and things like that and I remember being like a, a bit like she thinks that I don't know what I'm doing to the point where like when we when we when we finally had sex it was like wrestling like it, it was two people <laughs> trying to prove that they were like dominant and knew what they were doing and it was just ridiculous it was stupid it's, it was just that thing of, like two people trying to be like yeah i got this yeah no i've got and it's this it's like why no, can't me. we just both have this calmly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Together. but nobody felt capable of having that conversation at Man. that time. 
And nobody was going to concede that they didn't know what they were doing. If you were to go, not that we need to rest on regret and stuff in the past, but to sort of round this off, if you were to go back and have that convo again as mm. young Sarah, do you, do you have anything that you would say that's specifically different? I really don't think it's an easy conversation to have. And I think that the... the mm. m- m- me being one of the people and this other person were not our relationship probably wasn't in a secure or healthy enough position to have that kind of conversation anyway but i think mm-hmm. i think if you were, if if i was going to say something like that to somebody i you, i think in a way you just do it slowly it wouldn't be like an explicit like hey this isn't working for me it would be more like hey, can we try something new? Yeah. And more of a, like an explorative conversation than a, I'm going to sit down and tell you everything that's not good. It would have to be like a, here's some things that I'd like to give a go. Cause, and also I'd be honest about like not knowing what I like and mm. what I'm interested in trying and like probably take some more of the responsibility for myself. Like, be like, I don't know why that doesn't work for me, but it just doesn't. I find your real voice really sexy. Maybe we could try that. <laughs> yeah, I think the voice thing was would have been a tricky one, I think, because it's hard to, that's, that's a hard conversation to have because you can't be like, hey, can we try not talking like that? <laughs> that's, yeah, because I don't even know if she, I don't even know if How she you knew. I, I didn't bring up the voice in the conversation. Uh, I don't know if she knew that I that she was doing a voice mm. like I think it was one of those situations where if I'd been like why do you talk like that when we're having sex she'd have been like like what and I'd been like 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 you're um a villain in oh. a Charlie's Angels movie <laughs> interesting oh, wow wow okay yeah. that's painting a picture and was it was it the guy wow. who sniffed hair wow uh, <laughs> yes but he doesn't actually talk which was the problem yeah he's mute <laughs> Yeah, and that was the issue, is that she, she didn't... Would that have been a better anything. character she choice? my hair the whole time and breathed heavily. <laughs> oh, um, mm. And on that note, your third conversation? Mm-hmm. On that note? <laughs> oh, it's a real twist in tone. Um, it was... This was a it was a tricky conversation that I had with my uh, my goddaughter. She wasn't my goddaughter at the time. And she was six. Um, and it was like right after... Uh, that YouTuber, Jake Paul, um, I don't know if you heard about this, posted okay. a, a video online of um, him in a forest in... Oh, I should have looked up the information about this before I started talking about it. I think it was in Japan. Um, but it's like, he, w- he went to a, a, these woods that are sort of famously known for people killing themselves um, and recorded was recording himself in there and then they found somebody who'd committed suicide. And he posted this video on YouTube and he's got a lot of young followers and like fans and and it it really damaged his career as it should have done. But it was all over YouTube and things like that. And like my goddaughter and her brother are children in the 21st century. So fucking love YouTube. And so she'd so she'd seen it and she didn't understand yeah. it. And so she was trying she was asking me questions about why the video was bad, what had happened in the video, oh. why were they there? And so suddenly I found myself in this conversation with this six-year-old explaining to her, and and she's a very happy person, um, so explaining to her like why some people don't want to live anymore. Um, and like just the idea, like it had never occurred to her. I remember, like I remember when I was really little, I was quite afraid of the concept of death as well. Like I remember mm. it being quite frightening. So the idea that somebody would choose that was was quite, but also sort of morbidly. I could see that it was morbidly fascinating for her. She was this was a really intriguing conversation, but it was it was clearly a bit frightening as well. So it was that balance of being like, I'm gonna give you, I'm not gonna like make this a really taboo subject and not talk to you about it. I'm going to give you the base level of information about mental health 
and try and make it a positive, like a constructive conversation about like sometimes if you feel sad, you should talk to an adult or to a friend or uh, explain that to somebody. And sometimes you can feel sad for no reason and that's okay. Um, but then, then her mum got home and I had to just like be like, hey, listen, quick conversation. Uh, we did have quite a in-depth conversation, uh, lots of questions about uh, suicide today. Um, and uh, you might get some questions. Uh, I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> this isn't the kind of thing that I regularly bring up in the house. Um so yeah, so that was a that's that's a, one of the hardest conversations I have ever had to wow. navigate. Harder than the "you're bad at sex" conversation, I think. But I mean, you it must you must have done an alright job because then you got instated yeah. as godmother. So exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And and we haven't, and she hasn't she asked about suicide since. So that's that is good. You know, either she either she's like no further questions, I've got this, or she's biding her time. Wow. Um, <laughs> It's really, it's really difficult oh, though, isn't it? Wow. Because they're going to be curious about the world around us and there's, mm-hmm. and things are just hard. So it's like, how do you, how do you do that in a way that is not going to scare them, but also make sure they're not wondering. And when it's invaded there, this is the scary thing about like YouTube and things. I'm like, like I once, uh, she was watching and they have all the like protection things, blocker things online for the kids and stuff, but stuff just slips through the net. Like I was once like I was sat next to her and she was just having a bit of like downtime on the iPad and she was watching my little pony videos and then suddenly I like heard something I was like that doesn't seem like a regular my little pony episode and it was like my little pony porn somebody'd made and like it wasn't super explicit to the point where she would know what was going on but I was like oh this is not okay and like was like oh what's this next video and just clicked along but like these this this stuff this adult stuff yeah. invades their spaces now and so there's so much more Absolutely. like you can't keep it away from them in the same way that like and the fact that that stupid youtuber posted that video without thinking for a second that there might be a 6 year old in london watching it is like where where do, where does the responsibility lie well it lies with that person with that creator but it also lies with the people who uh, manage youtube and the parents and the nannies because yeah. uh, I was like immediately to her mom yes. like uh, also uh, this was this was about I'd say these conversations were about a year apart so it wasn't like it was one day I was like oh we did have a chat about suicide and the next day I was like also there was some My Little Pony porn today <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't like a quick succession uh, but uh, yeah there was a couple of occasions when I was looking after these kids where I had to sort of like just at the end of the day be like hmm we should check in about the uh, accidental internet searches we i discovered and i've done that's those are the two things i know about as well like you've got no idea what kind of things kids will stumble across on the internet these days uh so yeah and then lead to some some quite uh tricky conversations absolutely do you know what i think is interesting i um i a friend of mine runs a drama role play Mm. company and they were doing and so basically it's for like three to six year olds and basically she reads them a book and then you go on an adventure mm-hmm. through the book. And one of the books um, is by Jean Willis. And it's called Tadpole's Promise. Have you guys heard of this book? No. So basically, no. it's about it's about a tadpole and a caterpillar. And they have like a friendship. And one of them says to the other one, promise me you'll never change. Oh, shit. Promise me you'll never change. And I so obviously, at the end, when the tadpole turns... The tadpole turns to the frog and the caterpillar turns in the butterfly. And then the fucking frog eats the butterfly. At the end of the book. Rude! And I, remember, I remember reading it being like, what is the lesson here? Yeah. Like, what? I need to ask, I really want to ask Jean Willis, can we get her on the podcast? I'm like, what is the lesson? Because if you break really- a promise, your friend will eat you. <laughs> that's the message. Yeah. It's super dark. Well, I thought, okay, so like kids books is a great way to like, introduce mm. certain topics to, to to kids in a way that is palatable but how is the frog eating the butterfly okay yeah good what what oh, have fine. we learned yeah that uh i still don't know <laughs> not an awful lot it seems that f- friendship is not as yeah. powerful as uh the food chain maybe or um i looked it up for like, I looked it up on mm. primary syllabuses because I was like, I must know what they're teaching with this book. Mm. And it was like, um, 
like don't keep promises you can't keep don't make promises you can't keep but i was a bit like what they didn't know that is ridiculous yeah it's like but what if you can't keep a promise what what if what if look bridgerton that spoilers said no spoilers i mean to kint oh Hashtag. What's this um, about? Spoilers. If you don't I, want to know I'm, what happens in Bridgerton, I'm watching Bridgerton. Oh, don't, I'm, don't watch, say that. I'm watching. Oh, okay. a, okay. I love that stop. you were so I'm animated stopping. and you were stopping. Up, but I just I couldn't hear that then. I'm stopping. No. I'm stopping. But the point still stands that sometimes you make a promise in good faith. Yeah. And you can't. And keep you it. shouldn't be eaten yeah. by a frog. No, like most people's marriages. No. Yeah. Imagine if every divorce exactly. ended with someone being eaten by a frog. <laughs> Lol, none of my yeah. family would And you'd have, s- you'd have so <laughs> many massive eaten. frogs. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. That would yeah. be a family full so of frogs. Funny. That's so funny. Um, just to go back to your chat, um, what happened when you spoke to the mum about what you'd, what you'd talked about? Uh, and did, did the mother get any uh, questions she did. I don't themselves? think she did. Because that's the thing about children is that they get focused on something and then they, then they don't ever mention it. Like, and then it'll be a thing where it's like, oh, yeah, years ago, you said that thing to me. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, no, I did. Um, and I can't remember what I said, but I hope it was sensible. Um, so, no, I don't think it ever came up. I also think, like, do you remember when you were a kid and, like, somebody said something to you that maybe made you feel a bit uneasy or, like, uncomfortable? Like, like you learn a piece of information about the world. It'd be, like, one of those things where you're like, okay, I've asked my questions. I've found out as much as I want to find out. And and now I'd ra- really rather not talk about this anymore. So I think that that's what happened. But like they're like I get on really well with their mom, and like she know I've known her for years and stuff. Like she trusts me, I think. And I think she was like, okay, well I'm not going to force that issue. Um, I'm not going to like go to my child now and be like, I hear you heard about suicide today. Um, so like I think she was like, okay, well I w- uh, thank you for letting me know. And uh, if this comes up, I will try and deal with it delicately. But I'm not going to like barge in and be like hey want to chat about that some more oh my goodness um i'm intrigued to know like both of you actually um were your parents or people around you older folk um good at um generally talking to you about the stuff of the world or was there a lot of like i know people do this quite a lot with like bodily anatomy like especially genitals you know where they'll give them Mm. like different names and stuff um but Uh, anything anything that was sort of like big or stuff like that did you get like a kid's a kid's dumbed down version and then you got to an age and you were like fuck why didn't I know this why did they not I don't remember ever being given any kind of false stories which makes me think that they were they must have been Mm. quite good about it or really good at avoiding the conversations because Mm. I I had no kind of like there yes. was no like a baby comes from a stalk or like anything like that. Like, uh, Does it not? Uh, actually, my internet is what? going now, so I should. Uh... <laughs> Wait, was she serious about the internet going? Oh dear! Oh my goodness! Oh, oh no! No way! You're back, guys! I no, jokingly, no, no, no I was like, way. "Oh, my internet's going." Yeah, we weren't oh, sure no. whether you were joking or not. As I said it, it went, and I was like, "Oh my god, they think that I'm they. I will have deliberately like logged off as as like a bit." Well, um, we. I, yeah. I was we did. Like, I, I was like, "No, that was a joke." Yeah, right? no, it, it was a joke, but then it became real very quickly. Wow, mm. oh Siri god. was listening. Really committed to the bit. Siri then. was listening. Mm. that into existence. Uh, sorry, but you were talking about you were talking about stalks. Yes, I was. I mean, I don't. I, I never got any. I don't think I ever got told anything like that about. Um, yeah, I, I think that they were, they were either honest enough that the, we were like, okay, no further questions, or my brother and I were just so incurious, uncurious, uh, so not curious, uh, that we just didn't ask any questions, mm. and our parents were like, "This is easy." <laughs> I imagine it was that. I imagine that we were just Amazing. two dopes wandering around asking nothing. Like watching sex scenes in films, being like, "This seems fine." <laughs> I mean, t- t- to to f- just for the the fun cyclical cyclical effect of of this whole thing. Uh, uh, shortly after I came out to my mum, mm. back on coming out, um, I I went like as in the same week 
she was going to the cinema with two of her friends and she was like, do you want to come with us? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why? I have nothing else on. And we went to see a new film that had just come out uh, that apparently was very good called Black Swan, um, which has, oh. uh, at, at its time, uh-huh. uh, I'd say quite a gr- like a, an explicit lesbian sex scene between Mila Kunis and Natalie Portman. And I was sat next to my mother in like yes. in between my mom and one of her very close old friends who I'd known since I was a child. And my I could feel that my mom was like, we were both just looking and not moving, like just so still. It was so stressful. And we still talk about it, we like joke about it now. But I've never been, I was like, and it's such an, a long scene. It was just like the, the word, it, it, it was, really it was long. literally like I'd been like, uh, oh, I'm, I'm gay. And then the world had been like, and here is what your daughter will be doing from now on. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. And this is how we so, roll. Yeah, oh, stressful. God. Oh, my God. Um, and on that note, Sarah, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, I mean, you already mentioned it, but the radio show uh, Are You a Boy or a Girl on BBC Radio 4 is still on iPlayer, I believe. Um, so if anybody wants to go and listen to that, uh, you can hear more about my university escapades, but not about that relationship. I don't know why I said that. Hey. That's like, I'm like, I'm not telling you. Uh, but, um, yes, uh, that's what, that what I'd like to plug. Amazing. Great. Thank you. Thanks very much for having you me. You are most welcome. Thank you for being here. It's nice to meet you both. You as well. Yes. Right. If not, oh, they're virtually. I know. One day we'll go to the Olivier's. We will. Oh, we yes. fucking will. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Clancy will make it happen. This has been Open House with Mel Lowe and Clancy Ryan. Music by Glenn Clark. Music by Glenn Clark.